Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Mike. Uh, please, you may be seated again. He hit so many good points. I was really blessed. Before I go into what I will say, there are some things that they, they need repeating. They need repeating. You give ministry to sons, not colleagues. You hear what I said? You give ministry to sons, not colleagues. What do I mean by that? Just based on what Dr. Mark was saying, he said he was writing to his son, Timothy. When somebody, you, you see, you can influence somebody who is running their own thing. You can bless them. But if it is outflow of your own ministry, hmm? Timothy was of the company of Paul. If you read your Bible very well, it's a widow of the company of Paul. Widow of the company of Paul. Those are people that God has supernaturally brought together. Amen. Remember when, when he was going to be taken? There were sons of the prophets, but they never got the mantle because they were just sons of the prophets. In your ministry, you need to know those who are sons and those who came. If you give it to those who came and colleagues, they will be colleaguing you. You want to open a new branch, you just give to one guy who is... Some of you may not need what I'm saying, but do that at Geo's. You better hear me very well. I'm not talking, I'm talking from experience. Because if they have not been broken by God, and they are not really sons, as you are giving them that pulpit, they are already dividing the pulpits. Hallelujah. As a young man here, I didn't know him from Adam. Eves from Benin Republic. Are you here? I think that's you, now. Stand up. He came here, he had a vision. That God showed him, gave him the name of our ministry. You can see that now. Even we were almost going to reject him, but we had to pray. When he told his mother, his Kaduna, he thought the restoration was in Portacourt. They were happy. <laughs> when the mother realized it was Kaduna, he said, You are not going to go. But when we prayed in our spirit, we felt God sent him. We put him through Bible school, he stayed here. Now, we've just built a very big church in, uh, what was that, in, in Port Novo. The church is built. People are telling, how did you get money, small boy? But I noticed this boy that he has memorized all our messages. When he's preaching now, you think I'm the one that is preaching. He has not been here long. There have been people who have been here for more than 30 something years. But he got something. Do you understand what I'm saying? He got something within maybe a year. And somebody has been there for 35 years. How old is this church now? Eh? Is it 35 go? Somebody has been here for 35 years. Another person came in one year with a son spirit. Pim. What's the difference? Because when he's not a son, he's going to undermine you. It's not my topic, but when he hit on it, I just feel I should say it. Many Jews have made mistakes. 
I'm not intimidated by anybody's grace. I can give anybody this pulpit. I travel, people preach here. No, I don't care. I don't even, you know, it doesn't bother me. Somebody asked me, what if they take your church? I said, they also take the problems. <laughs> no worry me at all. I go wherever God sends me. But for somebody to take of your grace, it must be a son. There are so many people multiplying ministries like franchise. Eh, we have a branch there. We have a branch there. We have a branch there. But the people managing these franchises don't even have the spirit of the father of the ministry. Do you understand what I'm saying? Why you go there and say, I've been another. Do you understand me? What am I saying? Dr. Wyatt hit a lot of good points there. He said, what you've heard from me. Some people, the day you give them pulpits, they must find an original message. Then you know they don't belong there. They are only there to actualize themselves. Like um, uh, Lester Sumrall shared. Uh, is it Lester? I think it's Lester Sumrall. Yeah, it was Lester Sumrall. He said, I think he was 17 years old or something like that, that when he finished preaching, one woman came and met him and said, ah, you are the most anointed young man I've ever had in my life. He said, then another, another day, another young boy preached. He saw the same woman went and met the young boy and said, and he had them say, you are the most anointed person. He said his ego was just flattened. Like, uh, is it everybody that is the most anointed? When you are in a place under grace and they start comparing you with the person above you and your own head is swelling, you have one leg outside. That's what I'm saying. You give ministry to sons. Don't be an Absalom. Don't be an Adonijah. Some of the concepts you are bringing into ministry are just business concepts. A son abided in the house forever. Even if God sends you out, God still sees you as part of that family. There are some people that have been here. They are part of me. People like Moses and Abulele. Isn't this not your house? This is a house. If I call him for sleep, he will come. I can get him to do anything. Anything. Because that's a son's spirit. May God give you the spirit of a son. Okay. Please, I want to look at some um, characteristics of the ego minister quickly. That was Pastor Mike's time I just used to. All right. The ego minister must overcome generational fears and limitations. Deuteronomy 32, 11, you can write it down. Genesis eleven thirty one. And 32 and Genesis 12 1 to 4. The ego minister must overcome generational fears and limitations. Uh, like I said the first evening while I was speaking here, that um, in Deuteronomy 32 11, the Bible says the ego stares her nest. What does that mean? The word stare means to make beer. The Hebrew word stare means to make beer. So the eagle, the, the mother comes to remove all the soft underpinnings, the, the, the rags, the feathers, and the eaglet is sitting on sticks and thorns. The nest is made bare. Why? So that that eaglet will be uncomfortable and prepared to fly. Hallelujah. And then the mother comes to pick the eaglet up and they begin to fly. 
But when we look at the life of Abraham in Genesis chapter 11, let me read verse 31. And Terah took Abraham his son, and Lot the son of Haran, his son's son, and Sarai, his daughter-in-law, his son Abraham's wife, and they went forth with them from, with them from all of the childies to go to where? Into the land of Canaan. Let's say go into the land of Canaan. And they came unto Haran and dwelt there. And the days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. Now, go to chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land which I will show thee. Now, a lot of people think that the call to go to Canaan started with Abraham. It started with Terah. The father was actually heading there. It seems like it was a family call. But Haran, if you study the geography and, 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 and a bit of the history, was, was closer to all of the childies in, in certain areas, so in certain ways. So when they got there, it was comfortable to stay there. My prayer for you is that you will not, you will not miss your destination for the place of your comfort. Many times in ministry, we don't get to our destination because if you magnify the ministry of comfort more than your destiny, honestly, you are going to be stopping in the wrong places. Hallelujah. We have a, 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 a missionary here, Sister Esther. I knew her one time she moved. Is it Abuja you went to? Then God sent her back to the village. Uh, for some people, that's, a, that's not God. How can God move you to Lagos, then move you back to Rumi? There was no amen on that one? Mm -hmm. Because people believe that the, the, more, the more you move. I've seen people in America, people that were here that are not in America, they're in Europe. And they're pastoring their family and two other people. <laughs> are you hearing what I'm saying? So, there was a generational calling, and Terah did not do it because Haran was more comfortable. Sometimes when God wants to move you to the next level, he wants to bring you as an eagle minister into the place of destiny, you are going to go beyond the generational uh, limitations that are there. Remember that the, the nest, the nest for the eagle, is made off of places where the parents have been. The sticks is where they visited, isn't it? The, the, the rags is where they visited. The feathers have to come from them. So I pray that you will do better than your fathers in Jesus' name. We all pray for our children to do better than us. I pray that the limitations in your family will not affect your ministry. Because here, here, here the eaglet is. The eaglet, you know, some, some of us, we are comfortable with how people have always done ministry. Well, you are all, some of you, you all know our story here. Where we were and where we came here. How many of you knew where we were? How many of you were with us in the other place? When we came here, could you have compared where we were coming from to this place? It looks like stupidity. If we, we, we allow generational things, this is the way people have always done it. If somebody said to me that time, uh, Gio, it's not the way it is done. That Yelwa is already a good place. Let's put air condition. Make it comfortable for your profile. 
send one one uh, location pastor here when he has grown it then you come and take it over I said God did not tell me that God told me I should go and break that ground myself some people told me laugh here kwa oh God are you sure you are okay is this where you are taking us so there are generational things this is the way it has always been done and when we came here we had our leather blue leather and sticks if one of my friends in Europe wrote me a mail, he said, you are back to your stick church? <laughs> he said, you left that place, you are back to your stick church? But he's not saying that anymore. Hallelujah to Jesus. So the thing is that there are generational things you are used to doing. It's the way it's always been done in my family. If you want to be an ego minister, you need to overcome those generational fears. There are fears like it's not going to work. But I'm saying to you that what God has written for you will work for you in Jesus' name. So Terah did not get to Canaan, but Abraham got to Canaan. Hallelujah. Another thing we need to overcome, eagle believer must overcome nest mentality, nest, N-E-S-T, which prefers to return to past visitations. Ego minister must overcome nest mentality, N-E-S-T, which prefers to return or a return to past visitations. Thank God for what he has done in the past. But listen to me, the Bible says from glory to glory. Numbers chapter 14, verse 1 to 4, Hebrews 11, 15 and 16. Let me start with Hebrews 11, 15 and 16. Nest mentality. You must, you, must, you must overcome that. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country. That is unheavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he had prepared for them a city. Nest mentality. Numbers 14 verse 1. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt? Or would God we had died in, in, in this wilderness? And, and wherefore had the Lord brought us unto this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return to Egypt? And they said one to another, Let us make a captain and let us return on into Egypt. Listen to me. <laughs> you will not go back to Egypt in Jesus' name. Yeah. Next mentality is, listen, let's just stay here. It is okay. Let us, be. you see, the glory of God was good. Peter even said, let us build three tents. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. I didn't show you the glory so that you can camp here. Do you know when they came from the Mount of Transfiguration, they went and faced devils downstairs. Every time God anoints you because there's a battle to win. Hallelujah. There's a battle to win. When you get to heaven, your shield of faith should not be shining. It should show that you have used the shield of faith. You have conquered some things in your life, in your ministry. You have dealt with some giants in your life. You know, people used to give testimonies. I used to wonder. Say, I've never had a challenge in ministry. I don't know what you were doing. Paul said, we are troubled on every side. 
Is it not the man that, that, that wrote all the faith things? He said, we are troubled on every side. Every side means Gaba, Dabaya. On the right, Anung, Dama, Dahanu, Hagu. Right and left, we are troubled on every side. If Satan is not bothering you, you too, you are not bothering him. If you are bothering him, he will bother you. When you wake up in the morning, the devil will say, should say, oh, that boy has woken up today. We're in trouble. He's awake. We're in trouble. Are you getting what I'm saying? But next mentality says, ah, let me just, let's just stay here. It's so good. We're on the mountain and uh, the presence of God is here. I love the, 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 the portal moments when God shows up in a place and we feel his presence. But we cannot camp in the church and not touch the world with the power of God. How many of us are still witnessing today? When was the last time you witnessed to somebody you went for evangelism? Has anybody done evangelism in the last one month? In this church, we force you to do evangelism. Twice a month, we go. Even the last two, two weeks ago, I went out myself. I followed them. I come back. I said, I'm going to follow you for evangelism. It's not what the work of evangelists team. Jesus said, go ye, including myself. You can enjoy. Don't be too big for God to use you. I went for evangelism. When people saw me here, they said, ah, is there a gathering? Come and pray for us. We need healing. Come and pray for us. So people said, you came by yourself. I said, who am I? Kazo de Kenka. I said, yes, me. I'm a servant now. But you see, you can, you can create a certain persona around yourself. I have arrived. I'm an international minister now. Let the boys do the work. We will come at the end. And God will remove grace from your life. God will not remove grace from your life. Well, I was, when we were in the U.S., when I was coming, my daughter said, he told me, that evangelism, he said, you must be there. I was tired. I had jet lag. I told mommy, I'm going for evangelism. She didn't say anything. She knows she has married a crazy husband. <laughs> so I came. Do you get what I'm saying? Many people don't know why God does not move in their lives. They have reached a point where they, they, they are augur to the Holy Ghost. <laughs> they are now senior. They are senior ministers. They've reached a point where there are certain jobs they cannot do. If God cannot use you to win souls, you are useless to do crusade. I hope I'm not too hard for you guys, but you know, we, we don't really have time to be, to be playing church. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> I thank God for what he has done, but you know what? I'm still praying. There are so many men of God who have gone to heaven that I celebrate. I've even had opportunity to see some of them after they died. Somebody like Lester Somra, I didn't meet him in, in, in real life, but after Lester Somra died, one time I went to heaven. You two can go. There's nothing big deal about it. And I was in his house. And we were talking. I admire people like that. I can mention some more names, but let's not create problems here. Probably was that prince to see John G. Lake. I've also met that man. Even Paul, the Apostle Paul. I've met Apostle Paul in the spirit. 
But I'm saying to God, I need more of you in my life. You know, Wiggles was the one that said he would rather be anointed for, by God for one minute, I think he said, than have his name on every street. I want God's hand upon my life. And if you, if you want a nest mentality where you are comfortable in the nest, things are going so well, I don't want to stretch, I don't want to be ruffled, God will bypass you and use your neighbor. Let me tell you something. The, God using you is not how many cars you parked in your garage. If you are still one of those that measure ministry by the man parked 10 cars, he's only driving two, <laughs> you, you have a problem. That is not how God measures. To me, the way I measure God in somebody's life is the amount of connection with the Holy Spirit. How, how intimate is this guy with the Holy Spirit? Money will come. Money is the lowest form of power because you cannot go to heaven. You know, you can't send money to heaven. When you die, you leave everything here. One man dies, say he won't carry money to heaven. He must be a Nigerian. They say, okay, angel, permit him to come. When they go to the gate, they say, what do you carry? They say, ah, I brought all my money. They say, ah, this is Kolta here. It's not even as good as what we are using. May the presence of God in your life improve in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. The leap of faith is another thing I want to talk about. The leap of faith will deliver your ministry from dying in the nest. The leap of faith. I've talked about generational limitations. I've talked about nest mentality. And I'm talking about the leap of faith. The leap of faith. If you, you can write this scripture down, Matthew chapter 14, uh, verse 28 to 33. You know the story where Peter said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. What would Jesus have said? Should Jesus say it's not him? If Jesus said, don't come, that means it's not Jesus. <laughs> he said, is it you? He said, yes, come. But when he saw the wind burst us, as you know, he began to sink. And Jesus said, why this thou doubt? Peter could have stayed in the comfort of that boat like the other people. We do not have it on record that anybody else walked on water apart from Peter. Some of it, the things God will tell you to do, the things God has told me to do, most of the time, I look around, I don't see anybody doing exactly the same thing. But most of us will not obey God except you can find somebody who is already doing it. When we started the orphanage here, I mean, there were not many examples to look at. I, I can't even remember any example to look at at the time when we started. And I just thought, we are going to have four children, or five, or ten. We have trained so many universities who have graduated. Some are in polytechnics, some are quite a number in polytechnics. I don't know how many of them are in polytechnic now. Hmm? About, about nine of them are in polytechnic. We pay fees all the time. Some have graduated from castles, some are some a ABU. So am I going to start looking for somebody doing what I'm doing? And you will not hear me announcing it on TV when I'm preaching. This is a minister's meeting, so I'm saying it to help you. 
Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So you need to, I don't know what people look for. But we didn't have anybody. In fact, I think maybe this weekend or Monday, we're expecting 14 more children in that home because of some of the issues going on. Who have lost both father and mother and all these things going on. You're getting what I'm trying to say. But it's a leap of faith. God will tell you to do it. Sometimes you don't even know where the money will come from. There was one time like that. I don't know if it's too late in the house today. I don't know. Is she here today? All right. Maybe it was yesterday she was here. She needed to pay her staff. She was administrating the place. And they didn't have money. What did you, what did you hear me say now? Some of you don't expect that comment to come out. Because you will see it as lack of faith. But I'm deliberately saying it to know that your faith must overcome something. They didn't have money to pay the people. That time they had removed signboard, so people could not even know where we were. Do you know who brought the money, the exact salary they needed? It was a Muslim woman. She had driven round, 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 round. I wish Mrs. Sule was here today. I think I saw her yesterday. She drove round, 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 round. Finally found the place and said, I've been looking for you people. This is to help your work here. And she left. We don't know if she's real or an angel, but it was a Muslim woman because she, you know. So the leap of faith. Faith is spelled risk. If you want to spell faith, it's risk. R-I-S-K. If you, if you are working in faith, Satan will tell you, it may not work. Oh. You may die walking towards Jesus on the water, but you have to step out. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Somebody said, faith is not faith until it is all that you are hanging on to. Hallelujah. The leap of faith. It will deliver your ministry. When we came here, it was a leap of faith. I said, when we came here, it was a leap of faith. Everything God will require you to do in ministry is going to be a leap of faith. And faith is based on the word of God. Bible says faith cometh by what? Hearing. And hearing. And there is no day that goes by that I don't put in the word of God into myself one way or the other. No single day goes by. There are scriptures I must use like medicine every day. I didn't get any amen on that one. I don't know any other way to do ministry than that. That I read, I meditate, put it in my heart. Because you know what? When I woke up this morning, my confession, I just had it coming out of my mouth, was that I have the same faith that raised Jesus from the dead. As I opened my eyes, that's what came out of my mouth. I have... Some of you don't believe you have it. I said, when I opened my eyes this morning, the word that came out of my mouth was, I have that raised Jesus from the dead. When you say that a few times, your head will start thinking like, are you, <laughs> are you making positive confession? The Bible says Jesus was raised from the dead by the faith of the operation of God. And that's the same faith that we have.
All the demons of hell gathered to make sure Jesus didn't come out of that grave. So all your problems were defeated by God's faith when he raised Jesus from the dead. All the demons came together. They could not stop the resurrection because the faith of God was involved in the resurrection. So any small demon trying to bother us now, our faith already defeated that demon. Ah, you people are not hearing me. You need to hear God. May God drop Rima into your heart. I said everything trying to disturb you now. The faith of God in your heart already defeated that thing. And you cannot be defeated. I said you cannot be defeated. You will not be defeated. The money will come. The miracle will come. The healing will come. The deliverance will come. The growth will come. You will see manifestation in your life, in your ministry. You will go to the next level in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Just lift your hand for one minute. Say, I have the same faith that raised Jesus from the dead. I have the same faith that raised Jesus from the dead. One more time, let me hear you say it. If it sounds good, say it one more time. Say it one more time. I have the same faith that raised Jesus from... Appreciate God, somebody. Appreciate God, somebody. That's what I woke up around two in the morning. I had my mouth saying that. I said, ah, ah, where did this one come from? I realized that God was telling me something. So what can't you get done? I'm asking, what can't you get done? Is to feed that faith. So the leap of faith is risk. You know, sometimes, sometimes, put me on one side now, forget about me for one minute. When God speaks to you like that, he's trying to tell you that you need to move to another level. When God talks to you like that, he's telling you that you have tried. That was the message. You have tried. But you need to move to another level. That's the meaning of that message. You have tried, though. But you need to do what? Move to another level. Is it not true? Is it not the same faith? The Bible says God has dealt to every man the measure. Mark eleven twenty three. Have the God kind of faith. How many of us have the God kind of faith? We have it because we are born again. Ah, that's it. That's it. When I confess them, I wanted to run around my room for a few minutes and dance more. If you have the same faith far that raised Jesus from the dead, what can you not get done? What can God, if, okay, if you, what can God's faith not do for you if you prefer that? Most people, when you say, when, when, when Jesus said, resist the, um, when, uh, is it Peter now, is it Paul? Resist the devil and he will flee from Jesus. Is that what it says? It did say, resist the devil. Is it James 4 7 now? Resist the devil and he will flee from Jesus. It's you. That faith is a gift that God gave us, but we can feed it with the word of God. And that is your starting point. 
You never come into battle as a victim. You always come into the battle of faith as a victor. Hear me? You never come into the battle of faith as a victim. You come into the battle of faith as a victor. You never come into the battle of faith as somebody conquered. You come into the battle of faith as more than a conqueror. You always start from the position of victory. You are already in the position of victory. Because if we don't use our faith, when we get to heaven, we'll be asking ourselves, God will be saying, ah, but I gave you my faith. I gave you my faith. This is the victory that does what? Overcome the world, even our faith. All right, uh, let's move on. We're talking about um, some of these characteristics of ego believer. The seed of the ego believer will cause a release of destiny. The seed of the ego believer will cause a release of destiny. Genesis chapter 8, verse 20 to 22. The seed, I'm talking about seed here now, of the ego believer will cause a release of destiny. Genesis 8 from verse 20. And Noah builded an altar unto the Lord and took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar. Verse 21. And the Lord smelled a sweet savour. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more everything, that, everything living as I have done. Verse 22. While the earth remained, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter day and night shall not cease. We quote verse 22, but we don't, we don't go back to read the background. Why did God make that statement? There had been a lockdown. Noah had been in the boat. You know, there had been a lockdown. They could not go anywhere. During the lockdown, every time they say you can go out, what's the first thing you do? You go to the supermarket. You buy toilet paper. You buy whatever you need to buy because there has been a lockdown. But for... For Noah, he made a bond sacrifice. He worshipped. People think that worship as it was singing. It was a sacrifice. It was seed. Do you understand? He took precious seed and he made an offering before God. The Bible says that God did not speak to Noah. The Bible said, the Lord said in his own heart, Noah was able to hear the voice of God because of his seed. And God said, because you've done this, seed time and harvest time. God, read it well. God said in his own heart, and Noah had it, but it was Noah's seed that made God to make that. Many times in the life of this ministry, I won't give many examples obvious reasons. When we have a big thing in our front, the Lord will tell me, I want you to plant a dedicated seed towards that need. Sometimes there's no, there's no money. I'll find a good seed. I'll find a good place to put it. My accountant will always be telling me, sir, 
Pastor Nano is here. Uh, are we supposed to pay that money? Are we to plant that seed? I say, you're planting the seed. I've already planted it. Plant it. After a while, we say, ah, wow. It works all the time. You have to learn to plant seed. Forget about all these people that said, uh, it's God that says seed time and harvest time will not fail. When I'm planting seed, it's for my own good. Even in my personal lives, I do that. When there's a major undertaking, I pray. Sometimes God does not even tell me to plant any seed. I'll just tell myself I'm planting a seed. I need an intervention. God doesn't have to tell me to plant seed. He says seed time and harvest time will not fail. So I find the seed. There are some dangerous seed that provoke God. Anna said, God, you don't need a child, but I'm giving you this child. <laughs> and God said, uh, Eli, go and change what you said. <laughs> Hallelujah. You don't need a child, but I'm giving you, I'm forcing this offering on you, God. This offering, I'm forcing you to take this boy somewhere. God did not ask, but he put the seed in the ground. Jesus said to that woman with the alabaster flask, everywhere this gospel is preached, you will be remembered because of what you did. I pray God will give you a heart that wants to bless people. I have no problem sowing. In fact, you have to restrain me. I, a lot of people struggle. Me, I don't have problem giving. You have to actually restrain me not to give. That's my kind of person. You have to restrain me not to give. So I don't worry about the church. If they have money, they don't have money. I keep sowing seed and it keeps coming back. If you are still with me, you know, when we talk about seed, people are very quiet. They think you want to take an offering. No, I'm not taking an offering. I'm just trying to help you. <laughs> Hallelujah to Jesus. Praise the Lord. Noah's seed made God to prophesy. I mean, when you can make God to prophesy. After God smelled it, the Bible says in verse 21, and the Lord smelled the sweet savour, and the Lord said in his heart, Noah was able to hear God. Some of us can't hear anything because we are too focused on our own need. Let me throw one more thing in. The eagle believer must learn to wait on the right current. You must learn to wait on the right current. You know this scripture, so write it down. Psalm 105, verse 17 to 22. John 3, 8. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, whether it goeth, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. You must learn to catch the right current. Every, 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 every current is not your own. You can see the eagle perched for days. The eagle, bar, when the storm comes, it can be patched for days to get the right thermal wind to climb. It just waits there. They that wait upon the Lord 
shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, to wait. I was going from, you know, flew from America to, where was it now? To Heathrow in, in London. And I was going to Holland for a prophetic conference. And I had boarding passes. I got my boarding pass. I didn't have it all the way, but I got the connecting one. So I looked at, I was tired, jet lag, time difference. I was tired. I was like, <laughs> let me go to the gate and sit down. If I doze off, at least when they are calling the gate, I will wake up. That was my mind. So, you know, they give you all these boarding passes. And um, so it wasn't yet time for my flight, but I didn't want to miss my flight because I was so sleepy. So I now took my boarding pass. Incidentally, there was another, that, at, the, at that gate that time, there was a flight for Amsterdam that they put on the, I didn't read my, this thing, I just sat, I said, let me just sit here. When they call my, I will enter the flight. I just sat down there. So you have these electronic gates where you put your boarding pass. If it's your flight, it will open. If it's not your flight, it will not open. So people sat down plenty. Me too, I sat down with them. I said, I don't want to miss my flight. So when they announced that flight, I just thought it was my flight. So I got over. I said, okay, I'm going to join. Why you put the tea on the electronicity? The tea did not open. I look at it and say, ah. Then I realized that the time my flight was still like two hours away. That was not my right current. Some people, every door that open must be God. One person who said, let the devil give me the money. I will repent later. That's a minister that said that. <laughs> so I waited when it was time for my flight. It was even another gate, sir. They changed the gate. You cannot climb every current that comes. In Psalm 105, the Bible says, um, yeah, 105. He said, Joseph, until the word of the Lord came. He said, until his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. There are some things you cannot hurry. A dog was talking to an elephant. Maybe you help us here. He said, we got pregnant at the same time. <laughs> I've given birth once. I've given birth twice. I think he even said I've given birth three times, something like that. Is it twice now? More than that, cool. It's like two years for an elephant. 60 days for a dog. I have, I have given birth so many times. You are still pregnant. Are you sure? Are you sure you are really pregnant or you have a tumor? So people have been asking you in ministry like that that all these years you have been here. All these years you have been here. We have built our church, we have furnished it, we have done the third church, we have done this, we have gone all over, and you are still sitting down. You have to answer them the way that elephant answered the dog. <laughs> The elephant told the dog, he said, I am not carrying a dog, I am carrying an elephant. 
He said, when my baby comes out, the ground will shake. <laughs> when your ministry manifests, the ground will shake. <laughs> He said, when my baby comes out, men will stop on the road to see us walking. Big cars will stop for us. For dog, they will knock the dog down. He said, but when we are crossing road, trailers will stop. I want to prophesy over somebody's ministry that you are carrying an elephant, not a dog. You can wait on the Lord for your time to come, and your time will come in the name of Jesus. Lift your hand. Let's stand up and receive the word this morning.